Yay Networks. Hey, I'm Jenna. And I'm Francisco. You know, we are new parents trying to navigate this chapter of our lives while trying to run our own businesses and doing our best to stay mentally and physically fittish. I don't know how good we're doing at that. Here's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> don't read it so much. <laughs> We've had to make a lot of compromises in the relationship, but it's sure. worth it, right? Yeah. You've, I, there've been, there's been moments that I wanted to post something on social media and you're like, you're not going to post that, are you? That's for us. Well, can you imagine what it would be? I, I mean, I know we just got these tattoos together, but I don't know this dude. I got to go. Babe, the thing is that in that first trip to Mexico, I was aiming for your kidneys, but, <laughs> but I found your heart. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Fittish Podcast. We have so much to talk about today. So much. Is, so much is Trent. What do you mean? You're. I'm excited. Have you been here? Have you been in my realm of life in the last week? What do you mean? I feel I've been coasting. Like, I've been I mean, in this realm between sleeping and. If this is your I'm first leaving. time listening to the Fittish Podcast, Fran is my partner in life, so I'm a little surprised that he wouldn't know what's been going on in the last seven days. We have uh, a, some tragic news to fill you in on. We have... Happy news. Happy news. We are very sleep-deprived. I'm talking differently because my throat's very sore. And I'm hoping, are we going to tell him what's going to happen in nine months? I'm hoping that it's not just that. No, I'm not pregnant. I have a horrible period. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens after you have a baby, too, apparently. No, every time I get a period, I'm like, shit. And I'm like, never mind. This is celebratory. Everybody. I'm not pregnant. What? Everybody goes, shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I feel like Fran goes shit because he's like, fuck, we already haven't had sex in days. And now she has her period. And she's definitely not going to want to have sex. And so and my mom's right well, through the glass right now. The six. The crank. The crank. I'm not cranky when I have my period. I'm fucking tired. Look at me right now. I'm tired. Well, you I look beautiful. Two glasses of champagne at my lunch today. Oh, wow. I had a ladies' lunch. Cool. I, yeah, I said hi to you. I went down. Yeah, for a brief second, you came and said hello. I'm trying to make new mom friends, so I had a ladies' lunch. Well, she's a fellow business owner, so I feel like it's work-related. You know what's funny? I never thought about When we went to pay, we went to split. Why did my mom just go sprinting by the window, by the way? That's always concerning when someone sprints by the window. What's wrong, Fran? I don't know. I shouldn't have even said anything, and I apologize. You'll see that Fran is, it still is remains. He's still in the seat. Fran, he is fine. If he is in I just don't like chair. when people say that someone is fine when we actually don't know. Y'all, like, Fran had, I could just, we could talk for hours today, but we're not going to talk for hours. We're going to get to the point. We celebrated Remy's first birthday. Yes, and... We gonna. I'm gonna take that hundred dollars that I promised you all because nobody won. Everybody sent really good ideas and really cool uh, themes that could have worked, but no one guessed it. And no makes me very proud because that means my creative limits are far beyond guessing. But you know that employee that you have, Danny. That employee, the that old I have, one. The old one. <laughs> uh, she. You're just saying that because you know she. Listened. She wanted to bamboozle me. Like she's like, oh. The theme is going to be this. Remy's uh, like, first yeah, tour. Yeah. yeah, Remy's first tour. I have the posters actually sitting in here in the office on the ground. I'm going to frame one. But y'all made me feel very... The, all the comments on the photo when I posted it, y'all loved the theme idea, which makes me very proud because I actually just... I thought very hard about a theme because y'all that listen, which makes me very happy, you know me pretty well. You You like me. You like my thoughts. You like my annoying tendencies. And you liked the theme and it complimented me because I'm like, I came up with that on my own and I was proud of it. I liked it because you all know I like to kind of go and do things differently. 
And even my friend Claudia, who's my creative Halloween friend, was like, Jenna, you outdid yourself. This was really good. I'm like, thank you. So now she's looking to make merch. So I went down between Remy's first trip and I was going to make it mushroom themed and do the psychedelic adventure. But I thought, mm, yeah, I'm very happy with you. Remy's first trip sounds pretty druggy considering I don't even trip these days. Um, or like ever, but I thought that'd be a cute idea. And then I landed on Remy's first tour with the whole music theme. Cause that's how I'm doing his nursery. Like I've made albums. Do you even know this yet? I've made albums with some of my favorite bands, but with Remy's name into, yeah, I, so like, yeah, I love Radiohead. So it's like the Radiohead logo with Remy, Remy head. Um, but I'm glad you all liked it. And everyone asked if I could start a business doing that for them. So now Danny and I are considering it. We think this could be a nice yeah. business. We could do custom edgy birthday themes. I agree. I and tour merch. But so we had a little bit of a hiccup before his birthday, actually. So for the first time since Remy's been born, we had one of those nights last week where you were just about to get home from work. I was alone with Remy. It was about dinner time and he lost his mind. He had been fine. We were playing and he just got inconsolable crying. I go, oh, he's hungry. Something's going on. We just transitioned to milk from formula. I was like, I'm just not feeding him correctly. Something's up. But then it continued throughout the night, on and off, pretty incessantly. And I mean, all night. Fran and I were up almost the whole night trying to comfort him. It was rough. And so you made an appointment in the morning to take him to the doctor because it sounded like he was in pain. And we took him to the doctor. She's examining him. And sure enough, she looks in both his ears and was like, oh, yeah, double, ear double infection. bad ear infection. Fran and I looked at each other. We felt so awful. And she laughed at us. She's like, it's fine. Y'all both gave each other this look of like, oh, my God, we feel like terrible parents. Oh, he, yeah, he w- wakes up like he had a horrible time sleeping and wakes up burning in a fever. fever. Yeah. So. So this was the day before his birthday. He's at the doctor. We got him on antibiotics. He was still not doing great. And we were like, eh. So we, you know, we weren't going to have a party. It was just friend, my mom and I with tour merch. And I made him a smash cake from scratch. And it was a good day. He loved some of his little presents. It's an amazing and day. We just kind of hung out here by ourselves all day. That was the vibe. You got so many presents, that little rascal. There's too many presents. Not too many. I don't think there's such a thing as too many presents. But he got so I mean, many. He got like six or seven things and he yeah. only likes one of them. Yeah, because that's how it goes. Yeah, no, but I think he's just... He was so happy with that cozy coop that you got her. Yeah, the dino, the cozy coop. Yeah, he really liked it. So anyway, it was nice. But yes, I am taking all requests. I mean, I'm happy. Like if y'all will pay me a little bit of money for it, I will create concert posters, tour merch, or if you want me to just come up with a theme based on your and your husband's interests or you and your partner's interests and what you think would be fun for your child, I'm actually happy to do it. So I mean, I'm really glad. economy. If you want her to go to the party, she will also... I will also make an appearance. I will dress up. Yeah, it's... Bachelor parties, bachelorettes, like whatever, whatever. Kids parties, anything. So now you're prostituting me. Me, ta- me also. I was about to say, me también. Like, me también. Me también. <laughs> I'll also go, you know? So it was nice. And then uh, today, so that was just this last weekend. And today we had to go back to the doctor because since he turned a year, it was his 12-month appointment. And that was full of fun, full of shots. And that poor thing, he's like never going to trust this doctor again. He's looking at everyone in those masks like, what do you have in there? He's starting to learn, you know. So, yeah, he had to get pricked and three shots. And 
He's like a little boy now, though. He's hanging out. No, I there. saw him when I got here. He was Googling new uh, pediatricians. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. He wants to go holistic. This West, uh, West, um, Western medicine is not his thing. So I had such a weird experience. And I know I said I tease tragic news, which I feel like you should never tease tragic news. But those of you that listen, you've known about this thing in my life for a long time. And it's really sad. Um, but I was at party city. Okay. I'm just painting a picture here. I was at party city and I was trying to pick some stuff out. That's also where I was like, why is everything so like masculine and feminine and these like themes? And I just wasn't finding anything I liked. I had ordered some balloons I wanted to get filled. So I'm dropping them off and I'm there. And my mom calls me. I'm in the middle of like this, the balloon aisle trying to find some more balloons. And my mom's like, well, Wheezy's going to die. And I'm like, wow, mom, that was a nice. Is that what's how she framed it? She goes, not good news about Wheezy, Jenna. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured she's been peeing blood around the house. So she's like, yep, it's cancer. I just she's going to she die. Like, um, like she all of the sudden regained her reproductive Oh, you thought she had a doggy period. Yeah, I thought, like, well, she's just, like... You thought drops of blood and urine were a period? Well, it's usually a different thing, but, yeah, I see how you might have thought that. I, I don't... I, do I know not you don't know the female system. body yeah, very yeah. well. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, it would kind of be like if you had drops of blood in your, in your pee. You would think, like, well, that's probably not good, right? Male period. A male period, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That popular male period. Yeah. Great friend. So, yeah, so Wheezy has a mass in her bladder that's cancer, and that's where we're at with her. So, um, it's sad. You know, I've, this is the thing about having dogs, and I don't, it, it's not, I don't think it's going to come across as insensitive. It's just, this is a decision I personally made a very long time ago, because I've always had pugs. I've lost a few dogs throughout my life because this is what happens. We usually tend to outlive our pets and it's hard. And then you say, you're never going to get another one. And then you get another one and you have to go through it all again. But Wheezy's 12. It's possible she's older. I rescued her and they thought she was two. So I know at a minimum she's 12 years old. She's been one of the best dogs I've ever had. She's had such a great life. And after I had to put my last pug to sleep when he had the diabetes, and he went blind and deaf. And then I put him to sleep. I made a pact with myself with that dog. That once a dog was clearly in pain and not enjoying life anymore, I was not going to go a day longer because I think it's such an amazing thing we're able to do to dogs. And I know there's a few places in the world we're allowed to do this as humans, but, you know, to put a dog out of its misery and it's actually like a really peaceful thing. And as sad as that day was and as sad as it was, it was so just walking you through the process of putting a dog to sleep, you know, if you've never had to do it or if you might have to do it and maybe you've done it, but Knowing that a dog is going to pass away before they pass away is really a blessing because you get to appreciate the time that you spend with them. You get to, you know, take them to the park more, be more engaged and present with them. And then when you go to put them to sleep, you tend to have those moments of, are they going to be in pain? And I remember when I put Max to sleep, my girlfriends and I took him to McDonald's. We took him in. They had like a candlelit room. They made it special and it was a normal vet room, which was nice. They like hung rainbow bridge art in there I don't know it was kind of interesting but they had a little bed and we brought his blanket and they just like give him the IV and they get him to go to sleep first he started snoring and then we all kind of laughed so he was literally like put to sleep and then 
they give him something else to stop the heart. So yeah, it's very sad because you know what's happening and it's really heavy, but it's so peaceful and painless for them. And that's probably, that's the situation we're going to find ourselves in here. So they said she has six months to live maybe. And she right now she's fine other than peeing everywhere and not being able to hold it. She's happy. She's playing. She loves Remy. So we're going to enjoy it. And they offered to do some sort of, you know, they can like draw fluid out of her. They can put her through chemotherapy. I can spend thousands and thousands of dollars that we don't have to spend as a family to prolong her life to maybe 12 more months. And that is just, I mean, I know it's not even really up for conversation with us, but like, that's how I feel. Like, I know she's my dog at the end of the day. And, um, I'm not going to do something like that to try and prolong her life at this age for another six months. So we're going to try and treat the symptoms and she doesn't seem to be in any pain right now, but yeah, they said that's what's going to happen. The process is that's going to grow and then it's going to put pressure on other organs. I don't know what's going to happen, but so we're just going to deal with it for now. I know it's so sad. I am sad about it, but like, is a she's a dog and we have to just enjoy no, our time with her sure. she's had a I great think... life she's been my halloween buddy she's not she might not make it to this halloween and that's what we have to deal with yeah no it's just so sad because i just have never understand it never understood why we have pets well i have had pets my entire life yet i don't understand why like i get the whole connection and and it's amazing. Like, I think we see such an amazing dog and we have had both great dogs in our past, but it's just such a short period of time that yeah. it's just. I know, but I know you're not the first person to say that to me. And I don't feel the same way because I, I know that it's hard that we get dogs and we know we're going to have to go through the pain of losing them. But she's brought so much joy to my life all of these years and she has had such a good life and I feel really good about it because I've been very present with her. She got to go to Mexico. She's international. Yeah. They had to search. They searched her for drugs. Like she was a a drug smuggler. She has a doggy passport. You know how many dogs like don't get to have a finger in the butt? I don't know how many dogs don't get to have a finger well, in there, but all the dogs you haven't met, that's a lot of just the dogs you yeah. haven't met. There's, yeah. there's a complaint, a public complaint <laughs> on the social media. Like, hey, I'm single. I haven't gotten a finger up my butt. So anyway, I just wanted to like get that news out there because it was weird to be in a party store and get that news too. I've been in some weird places. I've, I'm lucky. I don't, I don't even want to put it out. Actually, I hate when I like make statements like this because then it makes me paranoid that something bad's going to happen. So I hope that doesn't. But you're all witness to it because it's like when I got the news that kid died, you know, I don't know if you know this precisely, but I was actually the first one to get that news because the lim- the driver yeah, yeah. of the car had my cell phone number because I had done an event alone at the hospital for all the girls, the glamour thing at the hospital the night before in New Orleans. And so this driver had my phone number. I actually really haven't told the story this way publicly, but I'm comfortable doing it. And so we were in the middle of a Mardi Gras event at a country club with like hundreds of people around and I'm standing there and I knew that kid had been sick because him and I had been warming up on the driving range and George took him back to the bus and they got on the bus. He didn't feel good. And he's like, I got to go lay down. And so we dropped him off in the golf cart and I went back into the event and it it was about an hour and a half later. And I get a phone call from the driver and he's screaming, crying at me going, kids dead, kids dead. 
you never know how you're going to react when that happens. And JC and Al were standing next to me and I threw my phone on the ground and I looked at JC and I'm like, kid's dead. And JC like grabbed me and someone else grabbed me and like took me around the corner because I'm in the middle of all these people. No one heard this right at the time. Mm -hmm. But I kind of fell on my knees on the ground because I'm like, oh my God. And I just knew it was true. I knew it was true. And it's just so strange because I know a lot of us have probably gotten really bad news, but it's like you almost never forget, you know, like I, that moment for me stands out in my mind so much when you get horrible news and you're in this environment, right? That's like, I mean, there was like a band playing. It was celebratory. If any of you are listening and you happen to be there that day, like it was just crazy because then of course I have Kelly and Al like being like, no, he's not. No, he's not. George called me. He's not. Cause I think George called and like lied to them and was like, y'all need to come to the hospital. But I just knew it was true. You know, like I just felt it. Like I knew it was true. And so did JC. Like we just both knew it was true. So that whole drive to the hospital was so weird. And it was so strange because they had to like usher us out of this place. I would kind of black out. I don't even remember all of it from there, but, but it was true, you know? And like that, that whole situation was so weird because everyone's partying. Like it's, it wasn't, I mean, obviously this was in the summer, so it wasn't Mardi Gras, but it was in New Orleans. So it was like a Mardi Gras themed thing. And we had this whole band and so everyone's partying. And it was just so weird when you get this awful news and everyone's so happy because we were having this charity event and everyone's celebrating. And it's just, the world just kind of stops, you know? And I just like kind of reminded me of that. And I know this was wheezy and it's not nearly as serious as what happened with kid, but I'm in the middle of a party store and everyone's wearing Mardi Gras clothes. And I think I just had this moment of like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, it kind of like a little back. flashback, a little bit because there were people in there in Mardi Gras mask and it like brought me back to that moment of like, why am I in this weird? So you almost feel kind of an out of body experience, right? Like no, for sure. Like getting like, this yeah, news those... in a happy place. I think those things mark you for life. It's weird. Yeah. Cause after that happened, I spent many years, every time I'd get a phone call from anyone that I loved thinking it was going to be bad news. That's like kind of the post-traumatic I dealt with is that I felt that anytime my mom would, I had a few missed calls from my mom, for instance, I'd be like, Oh my God, something bad has happened. You know, it almost kind of continues with you for a long time. Right. When you get bad news and Absolutely. you just, you just kind of start to live differently and feel that way. Well, I mean, on that note, uh, this, episode of the Fittish podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp's been a sponsor of the podcast for a long time because I am such a big believer in the importance of treating your mental health. And if you are going through a period of grief, you know, for instance, I posted something, I was feeling a little sentimental after going through a year of motherhood and it's a wild ride. And I've gotten a lot of messages from a lot of you about struggling postpartum and how hard that is. And mental health Therapy is so critical at different periods of your life. BetterHelp is such a wonderful partner of the show, and what a great opportunity uh, you have to reach out. Uh, you don't have to turn on your camera. You can do this virtually. You don't have to get out of bed, right? You, they will match you up with someone. Just by answering a few questions, you can figure out you know, exactly what kind of therapist is right for you. They will put you in touch with someone so you don't have to leave the house. But if you are struggling with postpartum, with your relationship, with any situation you're in, reach out and seek help. And BetterHelp is such a great provider of that because, again, it's, it's more affordable than other in-person therapies. So that's number one. You can get that excuse out of the way. It's too expensive. It's more affordable. And it's so convenient because you can be so depressed in your bed and you can get on your computer no, but or on your phone. Something that is very important, like you mentioned, like if you have problems or you have you feel depressed, sometimes the best help that you can give to yourself is one before shit happens. Yeah. So if even if you feel that everything is okay, 
talking to someone is always good. Like ha having that, that helps you guide through your life and guide through the problems for minimum or big that they could be. Don't the thing I found about therapy and BetterHelp, you know, they will give you coping skills. And it's sometimes nice to know that what you're feeling is normal and that there's someone there that understands it and can kind of help guide you through that. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash fittish today to get 10% off your first month. Again, this therapy is already more affordable than other local in-person therapy you might find. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fittish. Um, so yeah, we're going to enjoy our time that we have with Wheezy. And I still continue to tell myself that Losing people unexpectedly is so difficult. Losing people or pets or anything in general is unimaginably hard, right? And you just have to kind of trudge through it. But when you know, sometimes it's a blessing, you know, when you at least know, and I keep saying that to myself, I mean, what if she went out here? I mean, we've been hearing reports about animals getting picked up by hawks and coyotes. And if that happened in front of me, I'd be like, oh man, yeah. that was awful. I didn't get to say bye. But, uh, the, the reason that we haven't gotten attacked by, uh, by a hawk is because we've been actually listening to the birds. We've been listening to the birds. Yeah, so the birds yeah. let us know when the hawks are around. But, um, no, I'm just saying that because I try to look at it as if you know that she's terminal and she's lived a good Absolutely. life, then you kind of live every, you know, you do these, I called it the pugget list. Like, you, I had, I came up with stuff to do with Max. I never got to take him to the beach, but I came up with stuff to do for him. So we really enjoyed when I knew that I probably only had a year left. It ended up being only about six months. But man, I spent so much good time with him that I felt better about it. You know, like I felt like I had been because let's be real. Like I haven't given Wheezy the attention in the last year since I've had a baby that I did in all the other years. My mom's been really helping us with her and she doesn't get the same amount of attention. Y'all that have kids and pets know that that's how it goes. And so now it's kind of allowing me an opportunity to bond with her again you know, a little more. Yeah, I think I think that's a blessing in disguise knowing that yeah. it's going to happen. And I, I, I think it's also for pets and humans. I think when you're able to close circles and go through that with a different eye. We have some questions. Let's stop talking about our dog dying and answer some questions. When will we know about Super Futured? Very good question. In the future. This is the place, just so you all know, like this would be the environment that I would tell you exactly what this business is. So we have only talked about it the one time. You have to go sign up. I believe we are working on, we're hoping for about a month, maybe less before we actually just launch it, but we're probably going to sell out of it. So you just need to sign up and get the email. And if you decide I'm not interested in it, that's fine because it is something very different than what you're used to me doing. Those of you that have listened to the podcast know this is something I've wanted to do. So you can already kind of maybe have an idea of what it is. We're really excited about it though. And it's something that doesn't really exist right now. So um, hopefully it'll be great, but yes, it is a different kind of business and uh, it's not for everyone, but it is for those of you that want a little something special. But yeah, I think we're thinking like three or four weeks from now, um, but we don't have a lot of it <laughs> for the first round, so. But it's going to be really good. I think um, you guys are really going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, our goal, we're not saying anything about what it is because we just want you to sign up for it and then yeah. we'll see. And we'll talk about it all the time. But that's great. We, we have so many great questions because we didn't get to a lot last week. I hope you all liked the guest on the show. Um, how do you plan on teaching Remy Spanish? So that's an excellent question. I think I'm just... I. 
exclusively talk to him in Spanish. And we've been, we have a nanny that exclusively talks to him in Spanish. I think we might have him also in Spanish classes. Maybe I'll go also to get a refresher on my grammar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the way I, uh, I think it'll happen. We've and looked into, it sounds crazy because it seems kind of all over the place, but everyone has told us the way to be, to teach a kid to be truly bilingual is for one parent to speak almost exclusively, you know, I mean, I would say you don't really speak English, maybe occasionally. I mean, to me, you yeah. speak English, but Fran only, Fran's only Spanish. Our nannies both. I think Fran's been bullying her into speaking only Spanish, I've noticed. No, but she speaks both to him, I think. <laughs> she speaks English. She does speak English. I'm just kidding. Her Spanish is better. Yeah, that's true. We have a lot of miscommunication. And then I speak English, and someone warned me, even if you know some words in Spanish, don't do it. It will confuse him. So and every now and then, you know, we're, like, watching, what's her name, Miss Annabelle Lisa? Alejandra. Alejandra. And she's like, it's like the, it's like a sadder version of Miss Rachel. It's just not sadder. It's, I think she just like needs a, a punch. Like, you know. It's a lower budget. Miss Rachel, Rachel has like, like this attitude. Like everything is happy. Everything is like so exciting. And Miss Alejandra is more tamed. Like Miss Alejandra talks softer. It's lower budget. And sometimes the songs are kind of like, have but, you listened to some of the songs after listening to Miss Rachel's songs? Yeah, it's just like, the same songs, but with different lyrics. Because man, fucking Spanish, dude. Like it is so wordy as hell. And so when you're trying to match up, you know, um, like daddy shark, grandma shark, and she's signing it, say grandma shark. It's like, what? what is shark? Tiburón. Yeah, it's like uh, abuela tiburón. Tiburón. It just doesn't like fall off the tongue like Grandma Shark does. But so you know they're matching up to all the English. Ones. However, I noticed that now Fran plays that, so it's kind, it's good. I actually like her. She seems it seems good. So then I catch myself trying to say something in Spanish to Remy because I'm singing along with the show, and I'm like, nope, don't do it. And everyone says that that's the best way to teach them to be bilingual. And I think the biggest mistake I've heard from my own friends that speak Spanish that their parents started falling off with other kids because kids go to school and then they don't want to speak Spanish as much. They're like, no, my friends speak English and they start becoming that way. And, and then the parents will go into English all the time, right? So um, I think it's really going to be more on Fran to speak more Spanish. Yeah, and then 100%. hopefully I can start learning more and then you and I can speak it occasionally too. Yeah. No, I, my goal is for him to speak fluent Spanglish. Fluent Spanglish? Yeah. That's your goal? No, goal. to be fluent in Spanish and uh, not to make him a no sabo kid. You know, you know. This is a nice question. Um, how is being a parent different than you expected? Congrats on making it through the first year. You made it. Barely hanging on by a thread. No, I think we're strong. We're tired as fuck, but we're not hanging on by a thread. This is how it's different for me. I'll just tackle this because you seem to have coped with this a lot better than I did. Um, different than how I expected. I actually had a conversation today with a college girlfriend of mine who lives in D.C. She is a she has like somewhat what I would have done if I didn't do this with my life or what I if I had been maybe smarter. But she is a, you know, hardcore 
psychiatrists, psychologists with like two different masters. And so she's more knowledgeable than I am. And of course she puts things so succinctly and beautifully. And she goes, Jenna, I never gave you my lecture. She just had her second child on, on the identity crisis of becoming a mother. And she put it so well, you know, about how we kind of lose our, she refers to it as like losing your maidenhood and kind of grieving the old life. But for me, I think that's what I've struggled with the most and that no one really prepares you for is that you are a new person overnight all of a sudden. And that's parenthood for me. Now, this is amazing. I mean, now it's taken me a long time, though, y'all, to be some people, some women overnight are like, I was born to be a mom. I love this. And I'm like, no, I don't love this. I'm freaked. I love it, but I also hate it. And what happened to the old me and what? Like life used to be easier and I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to it, you know? But I love this. And so it's this kind of weird dichotomy. And um, oh my gosh, life is so much more fulfilling than I ever could have known. But everything has changed for me. Like my purpose for living, my goals, my aspirations, why I want to be successful, why I want to, you know, I mean, everything on a day-to-day has changed, you know, like what I want out of my life has changed. And I just didn't anticipate that. So for me, that's really the primary thing about parenthood is how much it changes your own identity um, completely. It's like you wake up all of a sudden, I'm almost 40 years old and I didn't even recognize myself, you know? What about you? What is the question? Sorry, I was like day sleeping. No, I was kidding. Um, What do you? You're not even listening to me. I did. I post that whole thing last night. You know what he says to me to the doctor? He goes, wow, that shirt's see-through. And I'm like, how about my entire like 2,200 character post about becoming a mother? What? You're mad about my nipple? So, I think I'm one of those moms. Uh, but in that version, because one it of literally, moms. I think I was born to be at that. And I didn't oh. know. Um, <laughs> I thought for a while that that I was never. I actually, there was a point in my life that I was completely against it. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and it's just incredible. Like, I don't, I cannot explain, I cannot pinpoint. But it just, yeah, like, it's the whole purpose. You're right. Like, it, the, the purpose of living just shifts. And your happiness be- becomes second. Not, not second in a way that it's a, a, a negative thing. It's just like, you just want to see him excel. Yeah. Uh, I think that's becomes priority number one in everything like priority number one in in every action you do in your life for example i was about to buy a toy and i decided not to because i couldn't fit him because what i couldn't fit remy in it the Vanderhole I was about to get. Oh, you mean not a toy. When you said it that way, it sounded like you were trying to buy a toy for a Remy. You were about to buy a toy for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the full adapting to fatherhood, right? You've handled it really well. I mean, you've, that's, I mean, I make no secret of that. I brag about it. I mean, you're such a hands-on great dad. You know, I think that another, you know, someone's going to ask and we'll touch base on this kind of like with intimacy and stuff. And I asked, I actually asked my therapist friend about that today. I go, what about your relationship? He goes, what relationship? She goes, I'm a psychiatrist. I know 
usually all the answers and all the and all the solutions to issues and she goes there's just you have to recognize as long as both people are on the same page there you know she said they had a nine-year relationship before having kids she goes i think we're still running on battery from the nine years that we had together because right now like we have almost no bandwidth to give or receive attention from one another because that's where i've struggled a lot with you is that she's like how do you even have time to receive attention from fran and i'm like well between like seven and seven thirty and nine p.m and she's like kind of laughs like you mean when Remy goes to bed I'm like yeah but then that's usually a time like he's unwinding and you know we have to like really make a concerted effort to even have a little bit of time for each other because you have so much love for him I think that's what's hard right like we all have a lot of love but like it's kind of hard we come last to each other I'm sure right but I guess she said the advice is more just as long as you're all are on the same page that you're okay with the balance of power. You're okay with how things are. You both just have to kind of suspend for a few years for the end goal and know that, you know, you carve it out a little bit, keep each other happy and know at some point you'll have more time for each other again. But right now, like the main goal is to create positive attachments with your children. Absolutely, yeah. I think we're on the same page when it comes to that. Um, Someone asked us, Fran, actually, um, advice on incorporating any intimacy with all of the transition and adjustments of having little ones? Well, if you know the answer, you just send me that's in our way. <laughs> because if you're looking for answers here... Uh, Fran nailed Valentine's Day for the most part. He kicked me out. For but the most part? Fuck. What did I fucked up? I didn't. So why the most part, not the all part? Because you didn't want to spend it with me. I wanted to spend it with you, but I know that you needed a massage. He sent me off for a massage. No, it was great. It was for like saying you nailed it. Part. And then you took Remy on a on a boys' date. We went on the date. Yeah. Yeah. We he went sent me to... off for a massage, which was great. But uh, people are so astute. So many of y'all wrote me when I posted, and you were like, "Oh, so Fran didn't do a party bus. He finally figured it out." People are so funny. I love how well they no, know. No, and us. I told her. You people listen to this. I'm not going to surprise her. I told her, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this for your birthday. It's a year and a yay. Great. Cool. That's it. I'm not like, I'm not gonna go out of my way trying to make anything grandiose this is that such I think a hissy fit coming from an almost 40-year-old man. Like, I didn't want a party bus. I was unhappy with that. I was the the party bus was about to be like at I 2% was of the whole experience. Two and a half months postpartum, I was feeling a fucking mess. I hear from through the grapevine that you're about to get a party bus to fucking Frisco. For me, what? I'm breastfeeding. I'm not drinking. Like, what's happening here? And and I like reacted negatively and was like, can we please just go to like a bar and have a beer and sit outside with like my best girlfriend and her husband? That's all I wanted to do. Just get out of the house for a second. That's what I wanted. And now you're punishing me. He goes, I was thinking about maybe like going to the beach with you and Remy for your birthday, but I don't know. I'm not going to surprise you. And I'm like, well, I never, that would no, be amazing. no, no. I didn't put it that way. I said, I'm thinking to doing that for your birthday. Do you like that? Yes. I never make the other second part that you did. But you're not going to surprise me. You oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. No, I'm not going to surprise you. That's why I told you what I was planning to do. I never said I don't like surprises. I just feel that if you know me really well, you could surprise me with things that I like. Well, maybe in the next five, seven years. It's I'll funny, get to isn't know you it, with well. relationships? Because it's like, like for your birthday, I thought you would love a surprise party with friends around. Like, I wouldn't like that sort of thing. But it's like, I feel like in a relationship, the reason I get offended more is not the party bus. It's because the party 
the words party bus are like two of my least favorite pairings of words. Like as a human, like I don't like that at all. Right. Like, like everything about Jenna, like, I don't know what about me. Well, says. it was want, more like, like party a party bus. Things that you, you people in this conversation got fixated. Yeah, it, but it feels like finish. to me and to the audience, like you don't know me. It wasn't a party bus where I was trying to, I was trying to get a limo where, oh, we were three couples, six people, could have been four couples, which is eight people. So I went almost all in the same vehicle because we were going to a really nice restaurant in Frisco. I didn't want people driving or getting Ubers. So I said, we're going to get a limo or a party bus or something for the commute. We weren't about to go around. And yes, to your point about you surprise people with things that you know they like or you know they don't like, like you, like you, you went out of your way, did a surprise party, which was amazing. But if we would have done a surprise pijama party, only the two of us, or if you would have done a... Isn't that every night? Isn't that or, a surprise yeah. pajama party? Yeah, no <laughs> surprise on that. Uh, or we would have gone to like a hike in White Rock Lake and you would have surprised me with that. It's just about the fact that you're getting surprised that someone is thinking about you in, in a certain way with the main purpose of making you happy. Probably they don't nail to the T what that is. It's just knowing that there's a lot of love behind it. Of course there is. But it's also feeling that you're listened to by your partner. And so what? I... <laughs> I can't. I'm not ungrateful about the love that you have for me. I think as a woman, it's that we constantly feel like we're not listened to. So it would be like, wow, Jenna loves whatever. But like, let's say I tell you all the time how much I hate anything and like I hate this I hate this I hate this and you're like well I really love you and it was a surprise but I bought you this it's like but I constantly tell you how much I don't like that like whenever we would see party buses I used to tell you like that's my worst nightmare it's like a proposal when I'm like my worst nightmare would be like you having a bunch of people on like a live video watching and you did that it was all a family yeah it wasn't a lot of people live stream but you know what I mean? You're like, I did that. Live streaming. So you're telling me in front of everybody that you also hated your proposal? No, I didn't hate it. It was more, I was just making an example. No, I didn't hate it. So that's where we're at. What? Well, um, so now we have fixed all those type of deals. Because you will know up front everything that is being planned and you will be able to tweak it to your 100% liking. Wonderful. Thank you. That's so exciting for the rest of my life that you won't surprise me again because I didn't want a party bus. No, no, not because of that. Just because I think sometimes you, you're very, as I told you from the get-go, you're like a very precise machine. Like, you know exactly what you like and what you don't like. And deviating is, it, it's just when you have something that is like a masterpiece of engineer that it has to be exact. I'm a little more flexible in the world. I'm a very, a less complex 
piece of engineering. Like you're like a Swiss club. I'm I'm like one of those talkies that you wind and they just jump. Babe, it's not that complicated. I'm not that complicated for wanting to have a beer on a patio. No, 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 for sure. But I felt that if I would have done a beer on the patio, you would have won some. So I, I just. I see. You just feel like dabble. you, you yeah. can't figure me out. Sometimes. I'm just keeping you on your toes. For sure. 100%. You know something we do agree on? Good meat. That's something we do agree on. I had a nice steak today. And we've gotten this subscription from Butcher Box, who's a sponsor of the Fittish Podcast. And. I've always struggled with grocery store meat shopping. I mean, I know we have some good produce, or, you know, we have some good stores in town, but it's a grind to go to the store and be like, is this meat okay? I don't know. I just am not good at picking out cuts of meat. And ButcherBox has made it so convenient because they ship like the highest quality cuts of meat right to our door. All I have to do is like cut open the box and put it in the freezer. Makes it so easy. Then I, then I have to remember to thaw it. I mean, there is that. There is that little bit of effort involved that you then have to thaw <laughs> yeah. it. It doesn't come thaw, (laughs) ready to put in the grill. No, but I love it because I know I can trust everything. 100% grass-fed beef, organic chicken, pork raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, all humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones. And now that I've actually taken quality food more seriously since having a baby and Remy's eating everything that we eat for the most part. So it's so nice to be able to trust the, you know, the meat and the fish that I'm cooking and know that Remy can have it. And it's not something that mom like thought was good at the store and picked out. Uh, So we've been loving butcher box and they're offering our listeners one of their best deals yet, a 100% grass fed chuck roast and a whole organic chicken free. When you join, plus an additional $20 off your first box. And when I tell you, I, I, they have different packages, right? But when I opened up this box, I was like shocked. I was like, I'm going to have to get another freezer in the garage, which is something I've said it for like a decade. crazy. And the quality is just amazing. Like it, you, you, you have, it has shined your inner chef. Like you're very self-deprecated when you said that you're a, a horrible cook but you're an amazing cook and with all those amazing meats thanks to the meat sign up today at butcherbox.com slash fittish and use the code fittish to get a hundred percent um one 100 grass-fed chuck roast and a whole chicken for free in your first box plus twenty dollars off again that's butcherbox.com slash fittish and use the code fittish to get this special deal i love it it's yeah. so great i just love I, if y'all, y'all have noticed this now, especially with sponsors of the show, but like, I love things that make life more convenient, especially having a kid. But yeah, I was feeling sentimental yesterday a little bit. I had these maternity photos taken. I never shared them. And I think it's because I felt uncomfortable. I got maternity photos done way too late. We were reviewing them. It was like days before I ended up giving birth. And I don't know, you know, I wanted to have them and I'm glad I did it. So I will say, take the pictures, you know, get pictures taken or just make sure you're taking a bunch on your phone. Take pictures. Um, I did not feel like doing newborn photos. And I don't even know how some of y'all go through that. Like I, there was no way I was about to be putting on makeup and a dress and getting pictures taken of the baby. Like I was just not in that headspace. And part of me, I want to say I regret it, but I remember that's like saying I regret not working out more when I was pregnant. I didn't feel like it. Right. Like I just definitely didn't feel like it. And we should, we have plenty of photos on our phone. We're always reminiscing. And so, yeah, we may not have a photo of Remy in a bucket in a little hat, like a theme from a Disney movie. it. No, we would have been sleeping and they're so funny and cute, but like, we just didn't feel like it. Right. Like we just didn't want to do it. We were really overwhelmed. Uh, But yeah, no, I think you look 
you keep saying that you take them too late those but um, maternity pictures they you just look so Pregnant. beautiful like so beautiful like glowy a whale a glossy whale no but it's true you're supposed to take the photos at like the six to seven month mark i mean i was cooked you I'm started like, showing like at six months that's why you're supposed to take them then like you had like a mini pouch oh no i was big i gained 55 pounds but you didn't seem that big like you looked like i think it was, it was the mostly in my point. ankles yeah yeah that's true. oh my god my ankles were so big yeah i was just reminiscing a bit and it's been really comforting because i ne i wasn't sure even posting on social media has been weird because i'm a different person now than i was right and i realized like i'm not some like I don't know. I don't get dressed every day. I happen to be dressed today because I had the girls, I had this like luncheon, uh, but well, it was really just with one person, but you know, I got myself a little bit dressed and, but most days I think the moms get it. Like even me working it, I don't want to put on makeup and do my hair. Like I'm in dirty sweatpants and that's just who I am now. And I'm not proud of it, but I've just come to grips with it. Like this is who I am. Like I'm not going to be posting cute fashion pictures every day because I don't get dressed every day. So who am I now? Who am I? Because I used to post cute stuff and I used to work out more and I used to do these things. Right. But that's not who I am anymore. And I think it's hard when you have a lot of people that you don't know as well. And y'all know me that what do you like that I post? You know, what do you like? And I know that sounds kind of weird, I guess, now that I'm saying it aloud. But I have learned lately that so many of you reach out to me because you're in this same area of life that I'm in. You know, you've either had kids. So you remember or you're pregnant or you're newly postpartum and we're kind of on the same trajectory and you have. I say you because this is kind of the common response that I get. You have found it refreshing that I'm really honest about kind of what I've gone through and what's been happening and our relationship issues and things of that nature. So I don't know. I just decided to share a maternity photo and post a really annoyingly long caption about it to be kind of funny and just to be honest because there were so many things I wish women had told me. Like I kind of look back and go, what the fuck? Friends? Some of the friends, the few friends that I have that had kids before me, I'm like, you weren't going to tell me like, all of these things I that think are they're really programmed to do that. I think you're what do you mean backwired to so so you programmed to do what to don't tell you so you will get pregnant. Programmed? Human beings. I missed it. I missed the programming. Yeah, you missed the I'm not programming. Telling people to not get pregnant. I just wish there were a handful of things that I. No one can prepare you. I know that's true. That's fair. I get it. No one can fully prepare you for this experience. But if someone had told me, hey, guess what? Your friends are going to change. You're probably not going to have the same friends anymore. And like, you're going to bleed a lot. It's going to be real weird, <laughs> real intimate, real gross, you know, or, you know, you're going to like be really insecure with yourself for a while. You're going to feel like you're a bad mom. No one says any of that. People are like, you're going to be a great mom. You're going to love it. Like, you're going to be like, I never knew I could love something so much. I'm like, what? okay. But like, what about all the other shit, you know? And I just wish that this was talked about a little bit more because the hard days are a lot harder than the good days are good in my, in my opinion, in the beginning, if that makes sense. Like hard days are really hard. And then all of a sudden you'll have good days, but it's always like, you know, bad memories. What was the hardest part of the hard days? Like what was, what, what could have made in the last year a day hard? What was the hardest part? I mean, I had days that I didn't brush my teeth the whole day. And brush my teeth the whole day. I don't know why. I didn't brush them though. What do you mean? Hard days, it's not, I don't think that's what's so hard about men. Like, it's not a tangible thing about 
there was this like instance, like this was hard. Like he, like I was tired and he wouldn't sleep and it was hard. It's this overall drowning feeling of, it's like I got hired to do the accounting for a fortune 500 company when I don't even know how to add and subtract. Like, it's like I got thrown into this position where I used to wake up every day and be like, I'm pretty good at this. Like I'm good at doing my makeup. I'm good at like going and talking on a radio show because I've been doing this for years. I'm good at whatever I do every day. Right. And then all of a sudden you are like home with this thing that you created and you're really terrible at it. And maybe some women are like, yeah, I'm great at this. This, like you said, I'm born to be a dad. Like I never felt that I was born to be a mom. I think I'm going to be a great mom in a different way. I think I'm a great mom, but, but I'm also want to be great great at other things, you know? And so when I say it was hard, I just felt that this is the thing, Fran, you still went to work every day. You came home from that hospital, but literally within a couple days, you were, you had started a new job. You were in the office in a suit every day. When I'm sitting here, teeth dirty, boobs leaking, trying to breastfeed a creature. I have milk coming out of my boobs. Like the body's wild. Like I've never done that before. And I'm almost 40 years old. And so I felt overwhelmed. Like you still got a sense of normalcy for a while that I had to like work to get back to. And I just only recently even sort of feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't even feel like the same person. So yeah, that's, what's hard about it. That men, you know, yeah, your life changed too, of course, but you still got to go to work every day. I didn't. And I wanted to because work makes you feel normal. Doing something that you're good at and that you've been doing your whole life makes you feel normal. And that was hard for me that I almost felt like I completely sacrificed my whole identity to bring life into the world. And I know it's kind of serious, but I guess it's hard to put into words, right? And I think that's what's so hard to communicate with your partner about. It's like, no, you can never fully understand it because of the hormones and the emotions and everything that we go through to have a baby. And yeah, now I'm better. But yeah, it's hard. And then a lot of women don't want to talk about it because they have these, like you have these dark intrusive thoughts. Like I thought someone was going to throw the baby off the stairs every day. Why? Why would someone throw the baby off the stairs? Right. But I think that's, but we all talk about it. I think that's a thought that is, I'm pretty sure nobody talks about it because it's so dark. It's so dark. But I think someone's I have women that tell me they think that like the girl I had lunch with today was like, yeah, I had these intrusive thoughts that like someone was going to come into the house and take the baby in the middle of the night so I couldn't sleep. You know, it doesn't matter what the intrusive thought is. All of our intrusive thoughts are wild and you're sweating and you smell bad and you don't recognize your own body. Like I would look in the mirror and be like, you know, when you have the flu and you don't feel like you're in your own body a little bit, you know how you feel like you have like a weird skin on. I don't know if you've ever been sick and felt that way. That's great. This is really nice to have this conversation. As you're no, but I haven't. Know. No, babe, babe, babe. You've never been so sick that you your skin feels weird? I've been very <laughs> sick, but I don't, I, 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 I don't relate. I'm like, does anyone listening right now know where I'm coming from? But that's kind of how it felt. Like you don't feel like you feel like it's an out-of-body experience. Have you ever taken an antidepressant? Have you ever done a drug and felt out of body? Have you ever done anything that felt yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're delayed and like you don't feel like you're in your body? It feels like that times a million. Okay, so the drugs got you. Like yeah, you've done yeah, drugs yeah. where you don't feel like you're in your own body. Wonderful. So yeah. That I, I see myself from the outside. Kind of how it feels, Those but in stuff. a dark way. Like you don't feel like you don't recognize yourself. And so that's really challenging, you know? And I just feel like um, I wish that women we're more comfortable talking about that more. I think we're getting to a place that women feel that way because by not talking about it, then men don't know how to cope Empower with it. Empower them, baby. Then you don't know how to cope with it. Yeah. Because right? then you come in and you're like, uh, you depressed? I'm like, no, I'm just crying and feel weird and like, don't my skin feels weird and I don't feel comfortable in my body. And you're like, you need me to change your diaper? And I'm like, yeah. Do you know what that conversation's like? I'm almost 40 years old and you're changing my diaper. It's weird. 
Well, babe, it's, it's not an everyday conversation. Uh, it's not everyday conversation. Those are the conversations that build you up. <laughs> but, you know, and then we go and do it again and again, right? Yeah. yeah, the girl I had lunch with today was like, you need to do it again Changed right your now. diaper and you still gave me shit about a fucking party bus. Gosh, ungrateful. I was still in a diaper, I think, at that point. No, you weren't on a diaper. It was a... You outgrow your diaper. I tell you, every time I get a period now, I miss that diaper. It was so comfy. It made me feel safe. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked those. I'm going to bring... What? And The the, the last ones that that your mom got you, they were actually sexy. Were they? I'm going to bring them back. Screw tampons. I'm going to bring back the black cheeky diapers. What? Am I? Am I still like? I'm so tired that I might be in a dream right now. You tired? He said yesterday he woke up like at three and and he went right back to bed. He did. Yeah. With you in bed? No, I put him back for a little bit in his crib. Yeah. Really? And I couldn't sleep. When did you put him back in his crib? Because I woke up with him headbutting me in the middle of the night, and I went to the yeah, guest bedroom. Yeah. So he woke up at that when you went when you left when you jumped cheap. It was four thirty. Um. Like, I woke up, Rockham was completely bust out. Would you be willing for the people listening that have successfully done any kind of sleep training to give you some tips? Absolutely. DM friend. Just know uh, about that, do the fetish account. No, 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 because I'm the one that reads those. DM Fran, and I'm not trying to say bully Fran because y'all know I want to sleep train and I know that it's really hard and he's been sick, but like, Fran's always like, he's been sick. He had his an ear infection. It's his birthday. And now we're getting to a point that like, it's hard because he's not going to sleep. And I'm not, we're not sleeping because he wakes up at two or three AM and wants to get in bed with us. And Fran sleeps okay with him, but I don't. And so, and now Fran's going out of town tomorrow. So that means it's on me all night that, yeah, I'm probably going to give in because he's going to scream in the middle of the night and I'm so tired and I don't know what to do because even if I do sleep train him tomorrow night, you're going to come back and not do it. If you do a stream, uh, do it tomorrow night. I'll do it the next day. No, you won't. You say that every night. We're at over a year. Well, because he's not sick anymore. It's not his birthday week. Y'all DM Fran. Do not email me because I'm. we're on the same team. DM Fran all your advice. Or if you've done it the in-between, like not the hardcore sleep training, but maybe some other methods... I'd like to think maybe other people have used different methods. I try to tell him. I've tried to tell you. The worst I've heard is it's like two nights with like an hour of screaming and segments, and then they sleep and they figure it out. Fran will be like, he bumped his head. I heard it. He hit his head hard. I think he's passed out. I need to go check on him. Y'all, it's wild. He's fine. He'll be fine. I just think our quality of life is going to be better if we sleep train a bit. But I'm also getting to a point that I'm about to give in and be like, whatever, we're just going to sleep in separate beds for five years. If he slept better in bed, I'd actually not be as opposed to it. But last night, he was literally like headbanger's ball on my head. And I'm like, what? He was sound asleep. What the fuck is he doing? He's crazy. He's crazy. Crazy boy. Look at him. Are you going to be receptive if people email you? 100%. Or are you just going to LOL it? If you email me, email francisco.riso at element.com. I have a really good filter on that one. Um, are you going to add them to your real estate mailing? Yes. <laughs> mailing list? DM friend on social. 
I don't care how many women slip into your DMs if they're talking to you about sleep training. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. I I'm really looking forward to a life to with no surprises. So thank you for I'm making... Sorry? I said I'm really looking forward to the rest of my life with no surprises oh, stability. With you. I'm so going to give you, you stability. Stability? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. That sounds thrilling. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. You're welcome. <laughs> I see what's happening here. As always, here. email me questions, info at fittish.com or DM me and then DM him about sleep training. And uh, You guys are a wonderful audience. Thank you for listening. Why? I'm putting because up. I can't talk back to you right now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.